Welcome to Native Yoga Toddcast. So happy you are here. My goal with this channel is to bring inspirational speakers to the mic in the field of yoga, massage, body work, and beyond. Follow us at Native Yoga and check us out at nativeyogacenter.com. All right, let's begin. I'm so happy to bring Saskia Bolsher onto the podcast today. Please check Saskia out on her website, which is yogawithsaskia.co.uk. Also, you can find her on Instagram at yogawithsaskia underscore. And also on TikTok, same handle, Yoga with Saskia, no underscore. <laughs> Don't worry, I have to remember all that because I will have the links in the description below to make it easy for you to connect with Saskia. I found Saskia by through Instagram and I was really, I am really inspired by her post. I found that her message, I find her message to be really inspiring. And I'm just going to read her quick intro on the homepage of her website. She writes, I'm Saskia, a curvy yoga teacher who's passionate about making yoga accessible to anyone, regardless of ability, size, or background. As someone who has continually experienced being the largest person in yoga classes and teacher training courses, I know how difficult it can be to step into a studio class. But believe me, yoga is not just for flexible and thin people. I strongly believe that yoga is for everyone. And so I will make you feel welcome in my classes. I encourage modifying poses and the use of props to make poses work for your body, not the other way around. Yoga is for you. So on that note, that's my intro. Let's bring Saskia on the channel. I'm so happy to have Saskia here with me today. And Saskia, you're joining me from London or in England. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Thank One, you for having me. Of course. I'm, I saw you on Instagram and I love your message. So I really am excited for or thankful for you to take some time out of your day to speak with me. And when we were getting connected, I realized that I'd only put in, put my time zone in. And then I got, when it took us a second to actually connect, I thought, oh no, maybe I wasn't clear about what time we were supposed to meet at. So I'm so glad that uh, it worked out for you. What time is it over there actually? It's uh, 6.45 in oh, the evening. Oh, that's not so bad. It's 1.45 no, here. it's perfect. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. And yeah, well, well, thank you so much. And I'm curious if you can um, just get us started in the direction of what you're passionate about in your yoga yeah. teaching. Yes. Uh, thank you very much for asking, Todd. Um, so I have been a yoga teacher for almost four years now. And um, um, I have practiced yoga for much, much longer than that. I've always been um, sort of in a bigger body. I've, I've always been curvy. Um, and so I've always found that I've had to adapt my practice a little bit to fit my uh, body. Um, and I've always been quite conscious that I've often been, you know, the biggest person in a, in a yoga class, in my yoga teacher training. Um, and 
um, for a long time, I felt that as a yoga teacher, I wasn't, um, wasn't good enough. Um, because I thought, you know, you have to be thin, right? Cause you see all these other yoga teachers, they're all thin and flexible. And I was like, Oh, you know, if I really want to make it, then that's, that's, that needs to be my goal. But, yeah. um, along the way I've sort of come to realize that it's good to have representation of different ranges of bodies. Um, so I've actually twisted that around and sort of made it my goal to show that anyone can do yoga. Nice. Um, and if you're in a bigger body, you can absolutely do yoga. You might have along the way and use props, um, but I'm all for it. And I, I show that in the classes that I teach and I show that on, uh, you know, Instagram, on TikTok. I make videos to show people how they can make yoga work for their body rather than the other way around. That's cool. What type of response are you receiving? Very positive. Nice. Um, yeah, actually, only almost only positive. Yeah, um, people are very grateful to uh, to see how they can um, adapt poses by using a block or a bolster or a strap or whatnot. Um, and also, I'm getting lots of messages from people similar similar to me or you know yogis um, in you know in a similar size body saying, oh, it's so nice to see someone else who's mm. also bigger, who's practicing yoga, who is a, a teacher. Um, I've had a student in um, the studio where I teach here locally come up to me and say, I'm, you know, I'm so amazed and I'm inspired and now I'm going to take a teacher training because nice. I know now that I, you know, I can also do it. So yeah, it's been really, really cool. That is cool. How did you first get involved in yoga? Oh, that's a good question. Um, and I get this question a lot and I don't really have a good answer to it. <laughs> um, I think in, I started going to yoga classes at, at, at the gym. Um, I think like a lot of people and I think it's a long time ago and I just, I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I enjoy moving my body. I enjoy different types of exercise like dance and, and, and other things. I was never into, into sports really. Um, so yoga worked very well. I'm fairly flexible, um, not super, super flexible, but enough. So to that, that yoga felt good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I just kept, kept going. And over time I got more and more into it, started practicing more, took it a bit more seriously, went on some retreats, et cetera, et cetera. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) What style did you gravitate toward? I mean, you mentioned in the gym, but do you remember the teacher that you had at that time? Or maybe there was multiple teachers, but was there like a specific style or arrangement of posture that stuck out in your mind or or sticks out? It was um, Hatha yoga Mm -hmm. um, that I first first tried. And I really, I vividly remember uh, practicing Ujjayi breath, you know, in those first few classes. And I I thought it was really cool. And um, it really added to the, to the practice. Nice. Um, and I, I hope as well that, you know, when I teach that people, you know, people in my classes are experiencing the same, the same thing, but yeah, mostly Hatha yoga, but I experienced, experimented with different styles, going to different, different, uh, teachers, different styles of classes. I've tried Kundalini, I've tried Bikram, um, wasn't a fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough um, one. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> 
<laughs> for various reasons. We won't go into that. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, vinyasa, ashtanga, um, yeah, all different styles. And then further along the line, I discovered yin yoga, and this is one of my one of my favorite styles now. Um, That's really cool um, to practice and to teach. That's how I I found you because I was I thought um, let me you know do the hashtag yin in Instagram and and you popped up. So, um, oh, cool. yeah, I know. Right. Sometimes when yeah. I do, when I do hashtags, I wonder like, what the heck am I doing? I mean, is anybody even like, does this do anything? Or, and, uh, so <laughs> it does That's actually, what I think, yeah, I know it's kind of fun to just go into one and, and see where, um, you know, what, what, you know, just, I guess, catalog everything. Well, yeah. that's really cool. I want to make mention early on in the conversation so that people can find you. And so it's really easy. Of course, the links are going to be in the description below, but your website is yoga with saskia.co.uk. And yeah. on Instagram, your handle is yoga with Saskia with an underscore at the end. And yes. on TikTok, it's you got yoga with Saskia. No underscore. Yes, thank you cool. Yes, yeah. that's all correct. Awesome. So yeah, everyone you, can uh, can find me there. You do a great mm -hmm. job with your videos. I like the one that you did the most recent on Instagram that, you know, we're just kind of showing like how to use a block to be able to sit on a block to be able to get your spine straight if you're practicing yes. sitting uh, cross mm -hmm. legs. I'm curious, um, you've had a chance to practice in multiple styles and try different classes out and that you've gra gravitated toward yin. Is there... Um, is there a specific like block or modif or use of props or modifications that is your favorite? Something that like you go to every single time um, that you just like, yeah. Yeah. So definitely when sitting in meditation, as you've, you've seen in my latest um, reel or TikTok video, I, I always sit up either on blocks or on a bolster because it just allows you to sit, you know, up straight and more comfortably and it doesn't take any effort and you can actually be in the pose with ease as we're meant to be right um yeah yep. um so yeah good point, you know, so, good point. so <laughs> yeah stable and comfortable um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um i i think the main thing for me in in um making yoga work for my for my body and for other people who are in a bigger body is to make space for the body so like in a child's pose taking the knees wide mm. um in forward fold taking the feet a little bit wider so that there's space for the belly to go in between the legs um and in twists um you know you can't sometimes twist that far so maybe like opening the arms or or things, yeah, things like that. That's that's, cool. that's the main thing I would say. That's but yeah, I always use props in in all of my all of my practices. You know, if in a forward fold, if the floor feels far away, you know, put a block underneath. Nice underneath the hands, things like that. Was mm -hmm. the teacher training that you took was it geared around accessibility, or is that something that you've had to kind of evolve and create in the moment as you practice? Yeah, the latter. Um, it wasn't necessarily accessible. It was a very classic Hatha Ashtanga um, teacher training. But before I took that training, I had already done two yin uh, teacher trainings. Oh, cool. So as you know, yin uses a lot of props. Yeah. So that had, so that was already you know introduced to me the use of the use of props and how to close the gaps you know between body parts or between your body and the floor with those 
with those props. So I already knew about that. So that definitely helped me when I took my, my 200 hour nice. um, teacher training. Nice. Yeah. So I kind of had to figure that out for myself a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I quite, I quite enjoyed doing that. You know, it's like a puzzle and then when you, when you get it, it's, uh, it's quite cool. Agreed. Yeah. I think like just having the open mind that it's okay to do that. I have, yes. you know, originally studying in the Bikram method and the Ashtanga method, both of those schools and traditions were extremely opposed mm. to the use of props. And, yeah. um, and now I'm so in love with props if they're, you know, if it's needed, it seems like such Amazing. a logical thing yeah. to employ. Um, do you have any other motivations or people of inspiration that you look to, to, learn different ways about going about practice um yeah there's a there's there's a few well there's a quite a few actually other yoga teachers um who i i follow online there's diane bondi i think she's great um there's uh donna noble who's a yogi here in in london who's just written a book called teaching body positive yoga um and she's fantastic she's not in the curvy body herself but she's gone out of her way to make her classes um body positive nice. and accessible to a wide range of people um which is amazing and there's, uh, there's there's so many there's so many more people who i look up to um but i think mainly what I, it's it's been sort of a lockdown project for me to um to to make all these poses work you know and and figure out a way to make them more accessible um and like what you said as well you know um it's not using props it's not a sign of weakness um mm. i think i think it shows strength that you know your body and you know what you need um and yeah sometimes props can be used to make poses more advanced as well you know so there's there's all all sorts of different ways and reasons to use props good point uh, you use the term, this has been a lockdown project. Can you define that for me? Because when you said that at first, I thought like, oh, well, actually, if you've been teaching for four years and you were in London at some point, you you probably were doing more online teaching, but maybe that yeah. wasn't what you were talking about when you said, is that what you meant when kind you said of. lockdown project? Yeah. Like yeah, you were, a little bit. Yeah, because, that makes sense. Um, so I don't know how strict it was um, over where you you're in Florida, right? Yes. Um, I don't know how strict it was where you are, but um, but we had a pretty serious lockdown where we were only allowed to leave the house like once a day. Um, so we were all working from home, sitting in our houses, and you know, what do you eat? What do you yeah. do? You eat, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I I ended up gaining more weight. Um, mm. And, and then I found that a lot of these poses that normally worked quite well for my body didn't work anymore. Mm. Um, so I, I, I had to, I had to adapt because I wanted to keep practicing. Um, and it was frustrating at first, but, but then I realized, you know, I can, I can actually make this work and I can show it to other people as well. So that was kind of my, you know, lockdown project yeah. to share these videos on, on TikTok and on Instagram and to show how, you know, how you can make yoga work for everyone, really. That's really cool. Yeah. So I'm thinking, so four years ago, so then if we're in 2022, you started teaching in 2018-ish, around there. Did you start? 20, yeah, 2019. 2019. It's, it's, almost, it's almost four years, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you start teaching in a studio right away or were you implementing? Yeah, pretty any, much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And um, that's cool. Did, when you started teaching, did you start teaching a yin class right away? Is that what you gravitated towards since that was what you felt that you enjoyed the most? Is that where you started or did you start with a Hatha, hatha class or? Yeah, my first, the first few classes that I taught in studios were yin yoga classes um, as I felt most equipped to mm. teach those classes. I felt most drawn to mm. that style. Um, yeah. And yeah, definitely felt the most comfortable teaching, teaching a yin class. But as I got more comfortable um, teaching a yoga class, because, you know, we've all had to do it for the first time. Once. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> it can be very nerve wracking. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so as I got more comfortable, I started to, um, you know, teach hatha yoga classes and like slow flow classes. So, yeah. so now I do kind of a, a mix of things. Yeah. Cool. Were you tech savvy prior to the pandemic? I, so I actually, um, teaching yoga for me is like a side hustle. Um, so I work a corporate job, um, the rest of the week yes. <laughs> in it. So yeah, yeah I'm familiar. <laughs> gotcha. Familiar with tech. When I, when I looked at your link tree, you did an amazing, you have a great, uh, setup and I, I like the way like you have a free offer and I noticed that you have some videos or uh, things available online. And yes. I also noticed that you are promoting, I believe it's a yin training with Cassandra. Is that correct? Yes. Is that like yeah. an affiliate link where yes, by directing people toward her? That's cool. Yeah. Everything that you're doing as I keep studying how to do all this, I was like, wow, you have all that set up. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> So Thank that, you. all that Thank came you. relatively easy or have you been studying all that too yes. to try to figure that out? Um, I, I guess that has come relatively easily. Just I suppose also following other people, seeing what they do and yeah. doing a similar thing, but, uh, but, uh, making it my own. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, and this yin, uh, teacher training that you, that you mentioned that was, um, yeah, with Cassandra, Reinhardt and she is yoga with Cassandra on, on YouTube. I think most people know her. Yeah. I have she's, seen her as well. It's a, bit, it's a big name. Um, but yeah, she has a, an online yin yoga teacher training and I took that training. Um, and I thought it was amazing. It's a really, really good teacher training. It's a really nice add on. Cool. If you've already done your 200 or 300 or how many hundred hours. Um, so yeah, that's why I wanted to, wanted to, you know, become an affiliate for that. That's cool. helped me a lot. That's awesome. I had seen it before. So when I saw it again on yours, uh, you know, when you, when you see the same thing multiple times, you start to go, yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe there's something to this, you know, <laughs> like maybe, mm. this, maybe this person yeah, has a good great. program or yeah. Yes. So currently, currently yeah. how often are you teaching? What's your typical, cause I know you're working. It sounds like you're working full time. When do you have time to fit in teaching? Good question. Um, <laughs> so I teach in the evenings and weekend, and I currently teach one, two, three, four, five classes a week. Nice. Um, so three in the evenings and then two on the weekend. Cool. Um, yeah. So you're staying pretty. Uh, and I, I really yeah. enjoy that. It sounds like you're pretty busy then to hold down a full time yes. job. And do <laughs> do you have dreams, aspirations of teaching full time, or are you happy with? being able to step away, have the security of a solid job and not have to worry about how is my yoga teaching going to support me? Yeah. Um, I love that question. 
and it's something that I'm still searching in. Um, I I have I have dreams, or I would say I had dreams to to make this uh, a career, um, but I've come to realize that it is tough to you know to make a living out of teaching yoga, um, and. I, I I do like the security of, you know, a job and a monthly income. Um, and it allows me to do all the things that I love to do. And so for now, I think this, this works for me, you know, my yes. bills are paid and I teach yoga because, because I love it. Um, not so much, not so much for the pay, but yeah, yeah. really just because I want, I want to share, share it with, with people. And the fact that I get paid for it is, is an added bonus. That's really cool. We, my wife and I run a teacher training here at our studio in Florida. And sometimes I feel like the advice I give people is don't quit your day job right off the bat, yeah. you know, and, and do mm. what, like the way you're doing it of slowly building it and really enjoying it and doing it because yeah. you love it. Cause sometimes when you have to do it and yeah. it doesn't, and it's not easy, that can be really challenging. So that's actually, mm. I think a really great way to explore um, being a teacher and having fun and enjoying it. I remember before I did a teacher training or took part in a teacher training, I remember reading in a yoga journal magazine that there was an article someone had written about how they loved yoga. And then once they went and did a teacher training and started teach, started teaching that they did not enjoy yoga anymore. And I was kind of flabbergasted when I heard that. Cause I was like, how could that be? Like, what do you mean? But but I guess I can understand too the the stress of it. Mm. Maybe is like, wow, yeah. I was doing this because I love it, and now that it's my profession, now I don't like it as much anymore. And which is a really interesting catch twenty two that I guess can happen yeah. sometimes. So that's, exactly, and that's yeah. kind of what I'm afraid of would happen if I if I um, was doing this full time and I mm. really had to hustle to yeah. to you know to 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 pay my bills and yeah. That's cool. Mm. Um, so when you teach in, do you like to read out of a book, read poetry, play music? Do you do predominantly like a silent practice with them? Or do you try to keep talking the whole time to attempt to keep people's attention on a, like a, have you ever noticed where sometimes where if you're teaching in and you go quiet for too long and people start moving around, like it's a little bit awkward, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, they're struggling a little bit and it's probably yeah. good to be in silence, but sometimes <laughs> it feels like I should like distract them a little just so it's not so intense. <laughs> what, what, what do you think about all that? Yeah. Um, so my style is very much, I would say minimalist in that way. Um, I talk a little bit about yin yoga in the beginning, um, but after I would say the first two, three poses, I tend to not speak very much at all, but I tell people that I won't, you know, I yeah. won't be talking so that they yeah. know that it's going to be quiet. Yeah. And then, you know, every, every few minutes I will, I will remind them to, you know, stay in the moment and to stay present with their breath and their body. Um, because as we, you know, our thoughts are all over the place, even, you know, even in the yin practice. Um, so it's good to, it's good to stay present, but yeah, that's, that's really it. I, I like my classes to be fairly silent. Yeah. That's the way I like to practice as well. So it's the way I teach. Nice. Have yeah. you taken any retreats and or, um, 
classes and or sessions in meditation? Um, not specifically. Well, actually, that's not true. I've taken a yoga nidra course in India. Nice. Um, that was that was very helpful, but that's very that was quite specific, focusing on yoga nidra and the scripts and and what and the sciences behind it. Um, but one of my yin uh, teacher trainings, because um, I did one, you know, one was online, and the other one was in London. That was very much focused on mindfulness and and meditation as well. Uh, but that was the very first training I ever did, so it was all very new, and yeah. I um, yeah yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit overwhelming, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but I do, I do remember bits and pieces from that. And, uh, it does help me when I, um, when I teach That's cool. classes. Where did mm-hmm. you go in India? Um, so I've been to India three times now. Um, first time I went was Rishikesh and I stayed in an ashram. This was before I became a teacher. Um, but it's kind of where the idea of going to teacher training started from. Um, and, and then the second time I went to India, I went, I went on my teacher training and that was in Goa. Cool. Um, and, and then just before the pandemic started in March, 2020, um, I took, I took that yoga nidra training in Rishikesh, um, again. So, were yeah. were you in Rishikesh when everyone yes. was getting the alert to say you have to get home immediately? No, I um I had just about flown flown back by then. So yeah, nice. I got out <laughs> just in time. It's amazing. <laughs> I heard a, I heard a story of somebody that was taking a group on a retreat to India and they were all somewhere quite far away from Delhi where they had all flown into and they all, their phones started lighting up kind of like, okay, you have 24 hours to get out of the country or you have to stay. And I was like oh. hearing that story. I was like, Whoa, like, you know, cause then of course you try to buy an airplane ticket and there's only yeah X amount of tickets. So the price for the tickets go up like 20 oh, times. Yeah. And so everyone was like in that really strange predicament of what do we do? You know, is this for real? Yes. And what's going Stressful. on? So yeah, that, that sounds like pretty good timing. At least you got to enjoy yes, amazing, amazing India. And then you yeah. got home safe and sound and then, okay, I guess I'm staying home now for, for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that, it was good. It was a good timing. I was, uh, I was very lucky. I have not been to Rishikesh, but I really want to go. Can you tell me about it? What some of your, some of the, your favorites and not so favorite parts of it were? Yeah. Have you been to India at all? I have. I've been to South and Mysore and then to Goa as well. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah. I guess all the yogis go to the same places. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we should probably branch so out a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I, I it's, a, too. it's a I huge, too. huge country, um, right? It's a huge yes. country. So, I mean, it would take a lifetime to explore India. Yes. But I've heard mm. Rishikesh looks incredible. That's why I really would like to go there. The time that we went to Goa, we went during monsoon season and it was rough. It was challenging. Mm. All it did was rain and every all the shops were boarded up and they were like, why are you no. here? You should be up in Rishikesh right now. That's where everyone else oh. is. And I, so now I know. Now I know. Yes. But I'm curious what your thoughts um, are. Rishikesh is beautiful. I, am, I think for me, the main difference is... Um, in in Goa, everything is a little bit freer and like you can walk around in shorts and in your bikini. Uh, but in Rishikesh, 
and maybe this doesn't make a big difference for men, but in Rishikesh, uh, as a woman, you have to kind of cover up. Um, yeah. You're not really meant to wear like tight leggings unless, you know, you've got like a long dress or something over it. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so that was, that was a big difference. Uh, I didn't, I didn't mind. Um, it wasn't so hot that it was uncomfortable. Yeah. And you've got the beautiful, you know, the river, the Ganga river, um, which is stunning. You know, it's this super fast flowing, like almost magical, uh, river and, and everything happens there. You know, it's like, yeah, people, people wash and there's offerings and, um, yeah, it's just, it's just beautiful. The colors in the water, I don't know, it's hard to describe, but it just sort mm. of cuts the city in two. And then there's a few bridges across it and, um, you know, and there's, there's cows and monkeys and, and everything cross and people and <laughs> scooters crossing those bridges. It's like a crazy city, but it's beautiful. Oh, wow. It sounds cool. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Do you have dreams or aspirations of returning to India? I, I have, and I'm actually, I'm planning to go to uh, Goa again. Again, I should, I should really branch out and see a bit more of the country, but, um, uh, yeah, I'm going in December, uh, for another teacher training to India. Nice. Uh, and I'm really excited. Which, yeah. which training or who are you going to study with? Um, uh, so it's a 300 hour, uh, vinyasa training this time. Cause my initial training was Hatha Ashtanga. And, um, so I've chosen this vinyasa training to try a different style. Cause I practice vinyasa, but I don't, uh, I don't really teach it, uh, so much. I teach like a slow, slow flow, which is, I guess can be seen as, as vinyasa, but slower. Um, yeah. yeah. so I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to try that. And, um, I'm going to train with Sampurna yoga in Kanakona. Nice. Um, the reason I chose this school, um, or one of the reasons is that my, um, my teacher at the 200 hour philosophy and meditation and pranayama teacher, he teaches at this, at this school now. So, um, yeah. And I'm excited to train with him again because he's, he's incredible. So nice. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And the weather in December in Goa is pretty ideal from what I hear. That's cool. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and Goa is pretty, I mean, Goa is fun and, and quite busy as well. Like there's a lot going on in Goa, but mm. I had, I heard, had heard people say that Goa was like the freest part of India in terms of like what you mentioned, where mm. West, Western culture is, um, you know, like just, it's not frowned upon as much maybe yeah. as in other parts of India where. Yeah. Like you said, and it's, it's interesting in, in Mysore, I, uh, had people tell me, so when I went, I just brought like board shorts, like my, my surfing shorts and t-shirts mm -hmm. and, and someone yeah. said, Todd, if you just put on long pants and get like a button up shirt, people are going to really respect you and, uh, or just treat you differently. And I just yeah. went and got some classic slacks and a couple of like button up shirts. And it was amazing how people started to talk to me differently. And, and then someone explained mm -hmm. that, well, if you're wearing shorts, it's like you're still in adolescence that the transition from adolescence to manhood oh. is represented in wearing pants. And so yeah. I thought, well, no wonder no one could look at me seriously because I was like this man in, in boys clothing, but, um, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. The, uh, it's those cultural differences that takes a little time to catch on and get hip to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Um, I think it's um, it's showing respect to the culture as well. Um, you know, yes. to wear the wear appropriate appropriate clothing. Yeah. Yes, hmm. that's cool. And three hundred hour though, I'm thinking that's a fairly long training. How long are you going to be there for? A month. Nice. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, it'll be nice to be in India again. Awesome. Well, mm. I'm so happy to hear that, Saskia. I'm curious, <laughs> um, what um, what other sort of dreams and goals do you have like in the near future apart from teacher training? Like, do you, uh, do you have plans for doing more online coaching and training? Do you, are you still focused on maintaining connection in the community in like the real time? Are you enjoying teaching in person more so than online or where do you fall with all that? Yeah. Um, while I was teaching online uh, during the pandemic, I, I, I think I enjoy it more to be in the studio with, you know, people yeah. physically there. Yeah. Um, it's just a different vibe. Um and it's funny because when I, my, my own practice has always been very much on my own or with, you know, YouTube videos or just, you know, going through my own practice. I never had um, a real yoga studio routine going for myself, yeah. uh, but I really enjoy teaching in the studio and being with the students and seeing them come back to classes and, and um, getting to know them. And it's just this, uh, you'll, you'll, I mean, you will experience this as well. It's just this, this whole vibe of being together in a room and moving together and breathing together and, yes. and the energy changes, you know, from like the start of the class to the end of the class. And it, it's just magical, I think. Agreed. Mm. Are you seeing in England a full return to everybody in studios or is there still a mixture of people that are maybe got comfortable with just practicing at home mm. via the online medium. What are you noticing over there? I think very much people like going back to studios. The studios are busy. Um, but I think there's always going to be some people who are more comfortable practicing online. Yeah. And also I think maybe some styles are quite suitable for practicing online, like yin and restorative yeah. Um because especially if you do like an evening class after that, you just want to roll into bed. You don't really want to have to travel back home from the studio. And especially if you've got all of your props, then doing the, you know, taking a, an online restorative or yin yoga class at home is be, can be quite comfortable. Yeah. Good point. Mm. I just taught a, a gentle class right before the podcast. And when people came out there, it's like, I think I just want to take a nap now. <laughs> Yeah, I, like, I was like, me too. The best compliment, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? yeah, it is a compliment. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I I'm loving more and more gentle and yin style practice, and mm -hmm. I wasn't teaching that before. I was mostly just doing the yang style, and now I'm yeah. gravitating more and more toward the restorative and the yin, at least in balance with some of the challenging vinyasa style classes. So I'm so thankful mm -hmm. I finally turned the corner. Mm. <laughs> yeah do you do yes you it's beautiful mm. what do you feel like by going like say down the direction of vinyasa do you see yourself ever turning a corner where you're only practicing vinyasa or do you feel like this phase of the game if you had a crystal ball looking to the future that you'll always have a nice chill gentle yin style 
at your core? Yeah, um, I think my preference is to to practice more gentler styles of yoga. Yeah. And even though it is a, even though I, I might you know take a flow class or teach a flow class, it will um, it won't be it won't be super yang. It will still be slow um, and holding poses for longer, uh, but not necessarily all the way to yin. Uh, but I think. I know it's hard to say because yeah. you never know, right? Yeah. What the future yeah. may bring. But but for now, I enjoy the gentler styles definitely to teach. Um, but I also think that it would be good for me to uh, practice a little bit more Yang styles here and there. Um, I think a mix is good. Yeah, to be honest for most people because we need both, right? We need yeah. Yang and Yin. We yeah. need we need to be in balance. Yeah. Good point. Do you feel like the body positive movement? is gaining momentum and is something like when you were growing, when you were younger and growing up school days, that type of thing, do you feel like this is something that's evolved a bit to where it's easier to be positive about body image or is it something that you've just worked really hard at to cultivate? Um, or maybe it just comes totally probably, natural. I don't know. You yeah, know. probably both. Probably both. I think, one thing is growing, you know, getting older and becoming more more comfortable in my own skin and more comfortable with who I am, not caring so much about what other people think. That's one thing, definitely. But I also see that the media is changing. You know, now we've got an artist like Lizzo, you know, who's like, she's so super successful and and popular. And I don't feel like we had that so much when, you know, when I was, when I was younger. Um, and that's just one example, but I think there's a lot, there's a lot more diversity now and I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, I love, I love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely changing. Um, because you know, our society is not just thin white people, you know, we need to see all, all sorts of people. We all deserve to, to exist. We're all worthy. Um, so I think that's, that's a message that we need to, yeah. need to keep spreading. Agreed. <clears throat> Do you find that the, you meet people that, do you, do you ever have people give you like bad vibes? I mean, do you ever get like, say you come in to teach class. Have you ever had anybody like throw shade your way that, um, yeah. Does that ever happen? Um, thankfully not really. Yeah. Um, I guess the only slightly negative thing is one time I went, I went to teach a class and then, um, someone was like, Oh, um, I think it was a, a teacher who was teaching the class be- before me. And, uh, you know, she assumed that I was, I was a, I was a student in the class and, mm. you know, because I didn't, I didn't look like a gotcha. typical, typical yoga teacher, but, yeah. but really, I mean, if that's the worst thing that's happened, then I yeah. really can't can't complain. Good yeah. point. It's been pretty positive. Yeah. yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. That is really good. That is good to hear. Yeah. And actually I find that, um, people who, you know, who don't have the, the typical yogi body, um, and I don't really want to use that word, but I mean, who don't, you know, who are not in like a very slim, flexible body. I find that they, they come back to my classes, you know, often because I, I'm just drawing that conclusion 
because um, I think I might I make my classes accessible and and more inclusive. Um, yes. And I think for me as well, if I had if I had had a teacher who was sort of my size or just you know non non slim, um, I think I would have I would have felt more inspired. Maybe I would have started my teaching journey earlier. Who knows? Yes. Good point. Mm. Mm. Do I come across people that have the, well, we're on video so we can see each other, but like quote, air quote, um, yogi body, yogini body, yoga body, like slim body. Like he said, I think that's a good term to say that way. Um, that don't feel positive about themselves, even though like maybe from yeah. the magazine angle, okay, wow, look how they've achieved that body. And then of course, to use the word perfection, I know is not a reasonable word for yoga, but, um, you know, it might look like, wow, they've achieved that bodily perfection that I'm, I should be striving toward with my yoga practice. But then you analyze where they're coming from mentally and they still feel like I'm not there yet. I'm not Mm. there yet. Eventually I'm going to be there, but I'm not there yet. And I think that that almost exists for, I don't want to say everybody because I can't, I don't know what everyone's thinking, but Mm. I know personally, like even when I look back at pictures of myself, when I, you know, years ago, and I can remember thinking, oh man, one day I'm going to, I'm going to get a little bit better. And when I look at the pictures, I'm like, oh my gosh, why why was I thinking that? You know, that that's crazy. So it is a really, it's a pretty big issue. I think in terms of, I think a lot of people are even attracted to yoga purely because they see this mm, like yes. really like sculpted out situation and go, Oh God, if I could just have that, then I would be happy. Like mm. that would be the answer to happiness. And, and, um, it's not that simple, obviously. I know I keep kind of going on that vein, but any other thoughts around that? Have you come across that too? Like, has anyone ever yeah, said that to you or mentioned because- that? Yeah, even even people who you know seemingly have a more ideal um, kind of kind of body, um, everyone has hang-ups about the about their body. No, nobody is. I think almost nobody is one hundred percent happy with their body. People always want something that they don't have, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like you say, I, I I suppose you know being more inclusive and body positive can be can be for everyone, even though the body positive movement. Um, very much grew from people in bigger bodies, um, people of color. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, it should be everyone should feel you know good or even neutral you know about yeah. about yeah. their bodies. Yeah, even if you don't if you don't feel feel good about your body, at least let's not feel negative um, about our bodies. They're they're you know they're just functional. Um, yeah, that's that's really all it is. We all, we all have a body. There's not, there's no need to be, uh, judging how we, how we look. I really appreciate that. I still, I still catch myself all the time, you know, mm. being hard on myself. So I, that's one thing when mm-hmm. I saw your, your profile, I just felt so inspired by your message Thank and you. I feel, you know, it's uplifting and I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> and I appreciate you saying that. I mean, that's that's why that's why I do it, you know. That's, that's why cool. I try to yeah, do my best to spread this message. That's cool. 
if yeah. there's if there's somebody that perhaps is listening that maybe is like in high school age or you know kind of in that younger phase where it's there's the peer pressure is just outrageous. I have a teenage yeah. son and a nine-year-old oh, yeah. daughter. So I, I hear and see and kind of watching mm-hmm. from their angle now. And um, I'm curious what types of tidbits of advice would you offer? And everybody, I guess I would say, because I don't think it just mm. comes from like our body size shape or our um, background on that level. I think like people are kind of faced with a lot of challenges, especially from the adolescence. What, yeah. what kind of advice would you offer um, the adolescents? Oh, that's a big one. Um, I would say um, people are much less um, occupied with how other people look. I think we're all far too busy with how we yeah. ourselves look. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like a myth that everyone is always watching you and judging you. I think we are the biggest judges of our own bodies. Um, so it's, yeah, it's time to let that, to let that go yeah. and just enjoy what your body can do and, um, enjoy, enjoy life, focus on, focus on the positive things in life. That's good advice. I had someone came in for class today and I was telling her how much I really am actually enjoying social media now. And when I, I've been on social media, I'm, I'm kind of old. So I, I've been, <laughs> when it came out, I started getting oh on my. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started getting on it. And, um, but I've gone through phases where I've been like, Oh, get me off that, get me off it. And I catch mm. myself like watching it and, man, you know, just judging my own life experience off of this like kind of seemingly perfect image that's created via like, oh man, they're on vacation or wow, look how much money or whoa, look at this lifestyle Mm. or look at all these different things. And so I'm, I'm pretty good now at observing my reaction to it and knowing when it's time to put it down. But Lately, because of doing the podcast channel, I feel like what I really enjoy about being able to have conversation, like this opportunity to have conversation with you is it kind of gets like a bigger, a more full story about um, the people that I'm seeing on the Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to go on there and find people and then have like a real conversation is causing me to actually really enjoy it. And so she had this person I had made mention to, she had made comment that she thinks it's kind of evolving and changing a little bit. Do mm. you, what are your thoughts on say your comfortability of posting and the evolution of that since your first foray into um, <laughs> expressing yourself through this medium? Yeah. Um, I have become more comfortable, um, but also I've sort of, uh, let go of what people, what people think. I think that's, if we really want to make a difference on, on social media and spread a message, you kind of need to, yeah, need, need to let go of what people think of you because it's not important. Um, the message, the message is more important and yeah, sure. You know, I post, I post videos or photos and I might look at them and think, Ooh, this is not my best angle, but you know, it doesn't matter. Um, 
it doesn't matter how my belly looks in these in these pictures or, or videos or it doesn't matter that my thighs look really big um because it's about about the message that i'm that i'm putting out there that's amazing um, saskia and that i think it, yeah. i think you can be you can be real in that and i still i don't post everything of my life you know i i post you know the fun stuff mainly um but in these <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to when it comes to, to to yoga and making things more accessible, I try to be as, as real as I as I can. Yeah, that is cool. That's positive. Yes. Super powerful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Well, I'm definitely trying the same myself, and to not be so critical. And um, have mm. you been? Have you been as bold as to? I mean, you kind of answered this question already because you kind of said like, look, I'm posting most of the fun stuff and I'm not like really going down like, uh, but ha have you, um, have you consciously taken video slash photo? You kind of said that you have done this before, like notice a little bit of judgment and then posted it anyway. Um, I'm trying to get better at that. Of, like I hear people yeah. actually try to, you know, they coach in that direction of like, don't judge yourself like what you're seeing and what you're analyzing and what you're picking up on. Nobody else is really going to pick no. up on that. They're just not like if I'm concerned about all those little details, it's, it's such a almost liberating experience to just not yes. care and to post. So in some respects, social media could potentially be a growth tool, right? I yes. mean, it's, I yes, think, I think it's important to start seeing it that way. As, as love as, that, mm. yeah. I think you. I think you're so right. Um, and I've it's worked like that for me because um, coming back to my my quote unquote lockdown pro project, um, <laughs> you know, I, I you know was sitting at home and you know I was making these TikTok videos and um, and there was this whole crop top trend going on. And I was like, I can't wear a crop top, you know, I'm way too big for that. But then I just started doing it, just started wearing, wearing it around the house. And then I started making some videos, you know, wearing a short top. And I was like, oh, actually, this isn't, isn't so bad. And then it's just about sort of pushing yourself to do things that are slightly out of your comfort zone. And then all of a sudden it becomes normal. Yeah. And it's no yeah. longer, it's no longer yeah. scary. And the same goes for, you know, me making, making these videos, you know, showing myself from, from different angles, because in pictures, you can just sort of suck your belly in and, and pose in a certain way that you look a bit slimmer than you are. Um, but that's not real. Um, so yeah, in, in showing, showing yourself in a video, you can't really hide all of those things. So you're visible, you know, but I think, I think we need we need to do that because if we want to inspire other people, we need to let go of those of those fears because you want to show that yoga is for everybody. Um, so if we're trying to airbrush ourselves into looking better, then that defeats the whole purpose of the message. Yeah, good point. Mm. What about along the lines of ageism? Because I feel like I also get really excited when I see my elders. Now, obviously yeah. with social media, like if my elders that are, that are say eighties, like they've kind of, some of them, some of them are cell phone savvy and, mm -hmm. and they, they're working the iPhone and, and then some yeah. are just like, oh, don't bother me with that. Like, you know, like I can't <laughs> even figure out, I'm barely having a hard yeah. time turning the coffee maker on, let alone like, um, so, I mean, I totally understand why 
there might not be the use in, in the older generations, but mm. I have to admit, I do feel inspired by the elderly folk that are posting and, and showing that it's okay to, to grow old too, and to yes. love ourselves as we get old and to embrace it as opposed to feel like we have to change it and um, mm-hmm. alter it to still try to look like we're a lot younger than we actually are. Yeah. So I think there's a positive, there's a, there's the potential for, as we keep getting older, we still have a lot of work to do, right? Like we could still kind of be hip and be yes. old at the same time. Yes. And also life doesn't end, you know, when you, <laughs> when you grow old, when you, when you retire, you still want to be active. You still yeah. want to enjoy life and see places and yeah. people. And yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts? It is, it is inspiring. Yeah. I, I want to make sure, Saskia, because I know we got started a little later than we'd hoped, and I don't want to mm-hmm. take too much of your time. Are you okay? I'm good. If I keep out, okay, good. cool. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. And um, what about the critique on there was? Oh, I wish I could remember the name of it, but there was a, there was a show on Netflix that came out recently that mm-hmm. was showing, say, the dark side of social media in terms of the oh, yeah. like you know like say the dopamine element of like the likes and the hearts and the yeah you know and you know you get you get a rush like whoa mm. i posted something and oh everybody likes me and then you post something else and oh my gosh someone doesn't so you mm. know obviously we need to be aware of that and yeah. still build into the equation this element that like i don't care if I get feedback, but would, do you admit mm. that that's hard to do? Do you, do yeah. you, yeah, I think it is hard. It, yeah, it, it is hard, isn't it? It's, so it's, I don't, it's something you can't really avoid. I think. Yeah. It's just part of life now. It's, yeah. it's yeah. not going to go anywhere. It's here to stay. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and I think for, for, for you and I who've, you know, grown up without, social media and then gotten into it late later on, you know, um, it's probably easier to, um, to not attach your self-worth to it. But I can imagine that if, if this is, if this is the world that you, that you, you know, you're born into and there's social media has always been around for all of your life, then that's maybe a different story. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, I'm not an expert on this. Um, Yeah. But it's it's tough. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I think that's a good answer. Hmm. I'm not an expert either. I'm just watching no. it. Like I, I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen it's that a, show? It's I, a tough it's a tough world. It's like because social media has this like plus side, but it also has the dark side as you yeah. as you mentioned, because yeah. it's amazing to connect with people all over the world. Like without social media, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Yeah. Um Good point. And I think that's wonderful. Um, But yeah, there's also that there's also the dark side. Um, But I think one way to, um, to make sure you're getting, you know, you're not sort of going down, you know, the dark side too, too much is to follow people uh, who inspire you and whose posts make you feel better about yourself and, and not be afraid to unfollow people. If, you know, you've, their, their posts are not making you feel good, whether that's their intention or not, doesn't, that's irrelevant. Um, but yeah, you got, you got to look after yourself. We all need to. Yeah. That's a really good, uh, I think that's a good strategy to have that as the Hmm. element of, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go on. 
I'm going to maybe mm. just slow down a little bit even. And like, mm. how do I feel after this? I mean, that's very similar, obviously, if we're in a meditation practice and we're asked to bring our attention to our knee, what does your knee feel like mm. right now? Like sit on your knee for mm. a little bit and just see like, so I, I think we could probably teach meditation skills through healthy social media engaged mm. actions, but I haven't actually thought of that before until just now. I don't know if that's a good idea I, or not. I like the idea. Maybe. I like the idea. Maybe. Maybe. meditation into 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you see that post, close your eyes for a moment and just sit on it. <laughs> How do you feel? Did it work for you? If it didn't, yeah. unfollow, unfollow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Uh, all right. Yeah. I think we covered most of the bases that I was hoping to go down the track with you. Right. Did I miss anything? Is, um, is, can it, I'll give you a second. I don't feel like we have, like we could take a pause, like we could stop talking for a moment and see if anything pops in. But I just want to give you a second to see if there's anything that. Hmm. Um. There was one question in your in your email, um, something about how uh, what yoga has done for me and how it's changed my life. Some, it was something yeah. along those lines. I did forget to ask you that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, I'm only bringing this up because it's becoming more and more apparent to me what what yoga has done has done for me. And I think the main thing is. You know, all the body positiveness aside, um, it's made me um, 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 calmer and more tolerant uh, person. Um, and because I, I like at my core, I'm I'm sort of I'm very like rushed kind of person. I'm I'm very impatient. Um, I can be quite judgy, but I feel like yoga has made me more mellow. Mm. Um, and has toned all of that, all of that down. And I can now, um, sort of practice non-attachment, um, as we are taught, um, in, in yoga teacher training and see myself separate from all the issues and everything that's going on in life. Mm. Um, and just, you know, be, be as, be as I am. Um, yeah. Awesome. And I'm struggling to, uh, to articulate this, but no, I think you, I think you did. I think that okay. I'm really glad you brought that up because mm. often the question of why, why would I want to practice yoga and mm. what is the purpose? And I like the fact that you said, aside from all of the mm. other elements, like when I really investigate where I'm, what the transition that's occurred from point A to B, sometimes this might be too thinking too much, but I'll think like if, if I had made it from point A to here, point B with yoga, and then had I point A to point B without yoga, what, how would that look different? Like what would have happened? Um, I think personally, I'm so excited. I'm still alive. Like, I don't know that I would still be alive because it really did get me to chill out and actually like start taking care of myself. And not yeah. stop doing wow. such extreme things. But um, that's really cool. I think mm. that's a good point. 
I do believe that yoga really, like when we look at everything that's going on, I like that you said too, that the issues in the world, like to be able to separate separate ourselves from the issues mm-hmm. of the world, that's a powerful statement because it's difficult to do that, right? It's easy to get really yeah. wrapped up in yes. the hype. Mm. Where are you at these days in relation, like personally during the whole 2020, 2021 going on into 2022, I never really watched news. Like, I mean, I, I wasn't opposed to news, but man, I got so sucked into watching the news and I got so like mm. revved up. And now lately I saw someone recently that on the weekend and he said, Oh man, things are really going downhill. Things are really bad. And, and I, and I hadn't watched any news at all, all week. And it wasn't, it wasn't by like design. I guess I just been getting so excited about other things that I just have got kept myself busy. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, what did you come across that kind of made you feel that way? Like, I'm curious, like what's, what's going on? Cause I mean, I know there's a yeah. lot of crazy stuff going on. I am not trying to say that the world is just a um, happy, is, rosy yeah, place. I is. mean, there's some gnarly stuff going on. So I know that, but, um, I guess I had a week where I somehow separated from it a little bit and I don't want to be, I don't want to be ignorant, but it was a good week. Yeah. So I'm curious yeah. where, what was your, what is your experience lately? What do you do to manage all that? Yeah, so I don't really um, watch the news. Um, it's funny because my partner is a, a, a news director, uh, but oh, I don't wow. watch the news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he, yes. they they fill you in. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. But yeah. I I experience that usually the news will filter through social media. So even being on scrolling on TikTok, you'll, you'll get the news. Yeah. Um, good point. Even if you don't uh, turn on your TV. Good point. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't, I purposely don't, don't watch the news because I feel like there's so much negativity and it, and it will affect me if I, if I watch it. Um, and I just, I can do without, without that negativity. Yeah. Um, you know, we got to, maybe this sounds very ignorant as well, but we got to live our lives and um, try to be the best, the best person that we can be. And that will mean something different for everybody. Um, yeah. But yeah, we can't carry all of the world's problems, you know, you got to maybe pick a cause and, and do something about it if you have the bandwidth um, but, but if not, then that should also be okay. Agreed, Saskia. Good point. Mm. Seems like a balanced way to look at it. So I appreciate that. Mm. Well, I really enjoy, first of all, you, you being open to even doing this with me. You didn't Thank you. know me from the man in the moon. <laughs> 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 and you very quickly wrote back and said, I'd, I'd deli- be delighted to do that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, like, so first of all, that takes a lot of, um, just trust. And I really appreciate that. Like when I reach out to people that I don't know, I'm trying to move outside of my comfort zone and, and do that more and, mm-hmm. and reach out to the people that oh, I am inspired by. that's admirable as well. And, and mm. I just don't know, like, I'm like, what is this person going to think? Like, I mean, this random person <laughs> out of nowhere saying, will you converse with me? <laughs> <laughs> So first of no, all, but I th- appreciate that because th- th- uh, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. I love you. talking about yoga. I love talking about uh, uh, you know 
body positivity. So I'm here for it. Agreed. Yeah. And and a trail trade field notes for me, I learned so much. So this medium has been like for me just an incredible learning tool because I just really appreciate like hearing how you how you conduct your classes and what your experience has been. So I mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you for sharing all that information, being super open, willing to converse. And I really enjoyed this conversation, Saskia. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Todd. I enjoyed it too. All right. Well, do you have a final closing statement? Oh, gosh. Um... <laughs> Putting you on the spot. No, it doesn't have to be anything. It, it could be a moment of silence if you want. It doesn't have to be mm. anything. Or you could just say, no, thank you. I, I think I've said it all. But I'm just curious. Um, I do have a closing statement, um, something that I say a lot in my classes. Um, so I will leave this message for everyone who's listening. Um, continue taking up space. You're worth it. That is awesome. That's a good one, Saskia. Thank you. All right. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Saskia. Well, we'll do it. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. I'll stay in touch with you. All right. Cool. Native Yoga Toddcast is produced by myself. The theme music is dreamed up by Bryce Allen. If you like this show, let me know. If there's room for improvement, I want to hear that too. We are curious to know what you think and what you want more of what I can improve. And if you have ideas for future guests or topics, please send us your thoughts to info at Native Yoga Center. You can find us at nativeyogacenter.com. And hey, if you did like this episode, share it with your friends, rate it and review, and join us next time. 